1: You are here for a
0: reason. up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. Our God is an awesome God. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fists. Our God is an awesome God. And the Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close and so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns From heaven above we please, all power and love, our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God, He reigns. From heaven above we please.
1: Now when the sky was starless
0: in the void of the night, our God is an awesome God. He spoke into the darkness and created the light, our God is an awesome God. In judgment and wrath He poured out on Sodom, the mercy and grace He gave us at the cross. I hope that we have not too quickly forgotten that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He- Power and love, our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He raised From heaven above with wisdom power and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He raised from heaven above with wisdom power and love. Is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He raises from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God God is an awesome God. He raises from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. God. Our God is in our so God.
1: Good day to you, brothers and sisters. Much love, much love to each and every one of you. Grace and peace to you from the Lord Jesus. What a wonderful time to be alive. What a wonderful time indeed. Oh, shoot. (laughs) I just closed my windows by mistake. I apologize. Um Let's see here. Give me one second. Oh, stupid computer stuff. Or maybe it's the operator. Uh, that's probably most likely the, uh, the case. All right, here we go. I just want to be able to see. Uh, Good, glad to see Misty River. Thank you for being here, Val. As always, welcome to everyone. And uh, thank you for the thumbs up there on Facebook as well. Watching a lot of people are starting to watch on Facebook now. Um, Just a note to you who watch on Facebook, I'm going to have to be a little bit more careful. about, uh, some of the stuff I post on there. Uh, so it is best if you subscribe to both Rumble and Podbean. And I say both of them because there's some shows that I put up on Podbean that do not go on Rumble and, uh, everything does go on Podbean. So that is a good thing as well. Uh, today we're doing third John and, uh, This is a a pretty straightforward chapter, to be honest. Um, But I think it's interesting, and there's a reason why the Lord put it in his word. There's a reason why it's canonized. And the Bible doesn't hide uncomfortable situations. The Bible does not hide the flaws of men and women. And we're going to see some of that in uh, in today's chapter. And it's good that we address these things. So, Heavenly Father, I just pray for the reading of your word. Lord, I pray that it is your Holy Spirit that ministers to each one who hears the sound of my voice. Lord, and I pray you personalize the message for each one so they can See a situation in their life and have correct measure on how to deal with these things based upon your word and your instruction. Father, I'm a flawed man. I'm a sinner as I walk this earth in this flesh suit. And Lord, I ask that you forgive my sins. And Lord, I do pray that your Holy Spirit will fill me and minister through me uh through this word and uh may god bless the reading of your word Uh, excuse me just one second all right i'm back i had to send a coded message to my wife Anyways, let's uh, let's read First John and then we'll dissect it. Oh, it, actually, just before I do, um, a prayer request. The uh, I woke up this morning with a a burden on my heart for a man who I'm not going to name, but he's someone I know, who, someone who lives locally, and the Lord. I believe has given me some insight into this man's life. And he certainly heard the gospel. He is not a convert at this time, but I believe the Lord wants to have a, a tough conversation with him. And, and I'm going to follow the Lord's leading and go to this man. And, uh, this would be an important one. Everyone is important, obviously. Everyone is important. But if you could pray ahead for Jeff's friend. Uh, okay, I didn't want to mention his name, but I'll, it just occurred to me to share his nickname. His nickname is Wolf. Wolf. So that might tell you a little bit about so little bit about the personality that I'm going to deal be dealing with. Uh, he is a a good guy with a lot of potential. Verse one: The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. For I was overjoyed when the brothers came and testified to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this to hear of my children walking in the truth. Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brothers and sisters, especially when they are strangers and they have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. For they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support such people that we may prove to be fellow workers with the truth. I write. I wrote something to the church, but Dioprophus, who loves to be the first among them, does not accept what we say. For this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does, unjustly accusing us with malicious words. And not satisfied with this, he himself does not receive the brothers either. And he forbids those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does what is good is of God the one who does what is evil has not seen God Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself and we testify too, and you know that our testimony is true I had many things to write to you, but I do not want to write to you with pen and ink. But I hope to see you shortly, and we will speak face to face. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet thy friends by name. Ah, Lord. What are you saying to your people here today? So, state with the obvious, um, John identifies himself as the elder here. He doesn't say, I, John, the apostle. He says, the elder. And I believe he is doing that to show first of all, servitude, to not boast among himself, but also to give position of biblical authority. Because elders in a church are the ones who hold pastors accountable. They're the ones who are the oversight. They're the ones who, it's an accountability system that God has designed for the church, so I believe that's why he says to calls himself the elder. He did this in 2 John as well, and he's writing to someone named Gaius, and he obviously knows of him. He calls him to the beloved, and again, that word just jumps out at me. I hope it jumps out at you. Be loved. Beloved. So, the elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Well, John, in the first epistle, also claims that who the truth is. And that is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Of course, Jesus is the truth as well. We know the parts of the Trinity. But I believe he's saying, I love you in the Spirit, which is, I think, a much deeper love than we can understand in the natural. I really believe John is saying these words not just as... A proper way to open a letter, not just this old-fashioned courtesy of any kind. He's writing this in truth. To be, I pray one day I'll be able to feel these things to the depth that, in while I'm in the flesh suit, to the depth that. John felt these things in the spirit. You know, (laughs) you know, the new age people, they talk about ascension and, and even in the NAR church, you're going to go to a different level, (laughs) you know, all this kind of silliness, the way they put things, but in truth, there are some levels and there is some ascension. Um, But it's the opposite of the way they describe it. The way they describe it is, I'm going to put in more effort and I'm going to go up a level. I'm going to get much better in Christ. I'm going to, I, 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 I. Again, they think they're gods, a lot of these people. Where to really get more filling and to become closer to God, like, you know, I just stated the desire of my heart. How do I do that? Well, I get rid of more of my flesh, I cut off more of my sins, and I walk in greater obedience. But it isn't my effort, It's it's because I'm letting go of the things of the world and making more room for the Holy Spirit to come in. So it's I have to have the willpower to make that choice. But then it's the Holy Spirit that comes in and does the work. Verse 2. Be loved. I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health. He's saying this, he wants Gaius to prosper because Gaius has been generous. And because he has been proved faithful, true, and generous in supporting the brothers and sisters, John the Apostle, the one who was with jesus the one who goes on to write the book of revelation who wrote the gospel of john is praying for this man now we god hears every one of our voices but to have someone like john praying that you would prosper god has created that connection God made them cross paths so God is obviously showing favor to uh to Gaius here and he prays that he'd be in good health again because he's working he is serving the kingdom of God And he prays, just as your soul prospers. And then John goes to say, for I was overjoyed when the brothers came and testified your truth. That is how you are walking in the truth. And I have no greater joy than this to hear of my children walking in truth. You know, I wish I got them more often. Uh, they, they kind of come in phases, probably when I mention them. But I get a lot of letters. Um, testimonies. A lot of people have come to Christ through this broadcast. A lot of people have reconnected with Christ. But the most common theme that I receive from this community is that I have encouraged people to go back into the Bible. And just as John writes here, and probably to a much lesser degree, just because I'm I'm not John. (laughs) But I am filled with joy every time I get one of those letters. I am absolutely filled with joy there is no greater joy than this um it, no john makes that uh, it's no there is no greater joy than this well i guess you know i'm not spiritually deep enough to say that with uh, full truth and conviction but it is a great joy and I would love for more of you to send in those types of letters and perhaps I'll read them on the air sometime and I won't give your last name or anything unless you want it. Um, You can be specific, but it's good to give testimony and uh, try try not to make them too long, though, please. (laughs) And, And if you use a larger font, you're really a saint of God. Um, in verse five, he goes on to say, be loved. Sorry, I just have to pause. <laughs> I'm saying that I want, man, we should make a hashtag be loved <laughs> and every write on radio post hashtag be loved. I bet that would actually even change the tone of what we write. If you had to post in digs or in chat and one of the conditions we said, you have to put in hashtag be loved. Boy, that would change the tone of almost every conversation, wouldn't it? What a powerful word. Beloved I I, I want to read this to you to you because the Lord wrote this and John wrote this to Gaius, but the Lord wrote this to you. So I a son of God, a representative of his majesty, I'm going to read his words to you. Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brothers and sisters, and especially when they are strangers and they. Have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. For they went out for the sake of the name accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support such people so that we may prove to be fellow workers with the truth. So by helping others in the gospel to helping others that God has sent. You are participating in that work. Now, if you'll remember in Second John last week, he said, you have to be careful. You don't want to bring in one of these evil wolves in sheep's clothing pastors and... Contribute to theirs. So you have to be very careful who you bring into your house. Yes, you should do due diligence. You should get references. You should see what fruit they have. You should test the spirits. But when they're approved, and even if they're strangers, you're called to treat them like a brother or a sister you see a need go to the need and then John goes into the instruction of actually and send them away with provision to get them to the next spot essentially the one verse seven I was having a little bit of trouble with For they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. And, you know, what's wrong with the Gentiles? (laughs) We're in the new covenant. The mystery of God, which is that it was intended for the Gentiles the entire time, has been revealed by this point. So why would they not accept anything from the Gentiles? Okay, hey, that's a question. You can put it in chat. <laughs> because I don't know if I have the answer. I'll tell you what I think. At this point in time, it's the gospel is still brand new to the Gentiles. It's only been, well, if this was written... You know, in the latter half of the first century, it was, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 years that the revelation that it had gone out to the Gentiles. So that's kind of a long time. But before that, Jehovah was always known as the God of the Jews, Jesus, King of the Jews, the coming Messiah that they had always waited for, the God who had directed the Jewish people around. So my only inclining of why they wouldn't accept anything from the Gentiles would be to be a stronger witness to the Gentiles that god has always been their provision let me know what you think actually in the in the comments uh, in in the chat i don't have all the answers but i do read the comments and perhaps you have the answer or your thoughts It doesn't have to be right. This is how iron sharpens iron. We discuss these things. By the way, I will be making an announcement, not next week, but the following week, on some dramatic changes that are going to be happening at Right On Radio, Uh, as far as iron sharpens iron. And actually, I'm going to be, I'll give you a little bit more at the end of this broadcast. So then we go into verse nine. And this is the challenging part where, again, God doesn't hold back. He speaks of people's flaws, he speaks of direction, correction how things will be handled. And although this is a very short passage, it says a lot. I wrote something to the church, but Diostrophes, Diostrophes, I think is probably the way it's pronounced, who loves to be the first among them, does not accept what we say. It sounds like Diostrophes is the pastor or lead minister in the church that he's writing to. And the clue is here when John is describing him, who loves to be the first among them. So he wants to be the head guy. He wants to be the point man. He's the gatekeeper, in other words, and he likes all the attention. And perhaps just in reading between the lines here, it sounds like this person is prideful. Because he loves to be the first among them and does not accept what we say. He doesn't accept what we say from the apostles, one of the 12. So again, that speaks to some pride in this person. Because if you're a prideful, you want to be number one. I'm on top. I'm not subservient to anyone. I lead this flock. Pride is a scary sin. And when you think about it, and and, and listen, I can relate to this uh, diatrophies because in in Right on Radio, I am put in this situation where... Listen, I have my pastors and stuff that, you know, men who have sowed into my life can still sow into my life. I go for counsel. But really, in the right on radio sphere, there isn't anyone above me. So I have to keep, to the best of my ability, a humble spirit, and I accept correction from you. And there's many of you who know the Bible much better than I do. If I get things wrong, I want to come out. It's actually a joy for me to come out. And it's not because I want to portray a false humility or anything like that. I want to be an example of someone who can take correction. And, and I am able to do that. And I'm going to tell you why. I am a strong leader. I'm a very strong leader. And I could not be a strong leader unless I first had the ability to be a strong follower, to be able to accept instruction, accept discipline. And my testimony is that I am that person. Before I get to verse 10, I'll give you some of that testimony. I was leading a Bible study that grew rapidly. This is um, 20 years ago now and so I was a young Christian very young you know maybe two or three years old and I had a really really deep walk with the Lord the Lord proved himself to me beyond measure I was seeing miracles happen especially the first two years wow God knocked my socks off but the When anyone who is called to responsibility, uh, pastors and churches and stuff like that, their temptations are greater than your temptations if you're not serving with any large effect. The larger effect you're having, the more the tempter comes to you. And the tempter came to me and i fell into temptation and I, i'm just going to be real honest with you it was uh it was with a lady and it was right before i met my wife so this is um i think the devil was trying to prevent me from meeting my wife first of all and he was trying to discredit the ministry it all it could have ruined me It should have ruined me, but I accepted correction. I met with the pastor, the elders of the church. I confessed and the elder, Dennis is his name, the pastor of the church. Retired now, but still still active, still around. He had asked me, he said, Jeff, if you want to clear this up, you should stand up on Sunday in front of the entire church and confess. And I did. My Bible study wasn't even held inside the church, but a lot of the people from the church came. But, you know, the Bible study is on my own. But I was under that ministry. I stood up in front of the church. And I'll tell you, shame is a godly justice. I think shame should be reintroduced into our actual justice system, even for the non-believers, because shame works. I was ashamed of myself. I knew better, and I did wrong. And from there, my path to return was unsure, but Dennis... Who had a lot on his plate, the lead pastor, had agreed to come, and he took over the Bible study, and I sat there beside him. And then a couple of weeks he couldn't make it, and he had my mentor Tim, who, when I talk about stewardship and stuff like that, who really mentored me, um, a, a real brother. He came in. And I sat there quietly while they led the thing that, you know, I had built up this big Bible study. We were getting 25, 30 people out. That was significant. And eventually, they said, Jeff, it's yours again. That was biblical correction. God puts systems into place. And so verse 10, John goes on to say, and I didn't plan on sharing that, folks. I just... (laughs) There is something to be said about intimacy. Into me see. Look, if someone dug on my life real hard. They could find it out. I'd rather just have it come out. It's public record. I don't hide it. But John says in verse 10, for this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does. So John's going to come and John says, I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to tell his flock, what his deeds are, because they don't know. And and I'm guessing Diotrephes here is probably, you know, uh, he's going to say, well, I'm protecting my flock. No one comes in. I'm in, And some people are going to think that's a good thing, you know. Go, Diotrephes, you've got my best interest, but he doesn't. And here's what John says. Uh, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does, unjustly accusing us with malicious words so that means malicious words he has clear intent to slander and why because of his pride because it's unjust and it's malicious and not satisfied with this He himself does not receive brothers either. So he doesn't accommodate anyone. He's not contributing to the furtherance of the gospel. It's all about his ministry. And he forbids those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. So if you were to, can you imagine if I said, look, if you, uh, donate to whatever you go to a different church than I do and you donate to that church instead of right on radio, you're banned from the community. That's the equivalent. That's what he's saying here. How disgusting would that be? Entirely disgusting. Pride is a very, very dangerous sin. But then in verse 11, John says this, Beloved! I don't want to add to the book, but hashtag beloved. (laughs) Do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. So he's saying back to Gaius, don't be like this guy. Don't. The one who does what is good is of God. Beloved, because you do what is good, you are of God. But the one who does evil has not seen God. You know what? It just reminds me of... You know, there there are some people who come into the church and they're actually pretend Christians. There are some of those. I'd like to think it's very few, but people want to fit in. And let's say you walked into a congregation and it's a loving congregation. And, you know, you get a hug when you come in. You don't really buy all the God stuff, but... You know, maybe you're maybe these people are lonely in their life, they need some social interaction. Maybe there's a, a meal at church after the service, and so they come sit through the service so they can get the meal. They're but they'll give the platitudes because they want to fit in, but they really haven't made that commitment to God yet. There are some of those, and if to anyone who's listening, if you're one of those you don't know what you're missing. It's a free gift from God. It wasn't free for him. He gave his life for you. Honor him and believe in faith that he died on the cross for you and give your life over to him. It's the best thing you can do in the world. There's nothing better. Then he goes on to describe Demetrius, and I I think Demetrius is the one who's probably delivering this letter to Gaius. I'm guessing, but it says Demetrius has received good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself, and so that he's saying, and from God Himself, God has testified to me that Demetrius is also good. So we testify too. I heard from God, Demetrius is good, so I also testify of him. And you know that our testimony is true, because I am a spirit-filled man, says John the Apostle. So is Jeff. Verse 13, I had many things to write to you, but I do not want to write with you with pen and ink. And I hope to see you shortly as we can speak face-to-face. Man, that is on my heart with you, that we may speak face-to-face. I believe when we do meet face to face well first of all after you get past the disappointment in me <laughs> because I will disappoint I'm just a human guy I don't you won't see this uh shining aura around me <laughs> well maybe you will <laughs> I don't know but I do believe that when we do meet that God through me will bless you In fact, I know he will because he's given me some things to say and to do in person that are godly and will really help you in your life. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the blessing of your word and the privilege to read the word. Um, i mentioned that uh, there's going to be some changes. I don't know 100% what all those changes are going to be. But there's been something that has been on my heart and I've been putting it off because it's another project. And quite honestly, I didn't know the right way to do it. I have sought help on this project and even collectively, there has not been the right outline, the right reasons, the right timing. I believe I have about 90% of the picture now uh, as far as that one project is concerned. And I want to take some time to think about it, to do it right. Um, And it, it might take three or four weeks before I launch, but I'll be announcing it certainly. And the other thing is, I really feel that I need to take a little bit of time just to refresh in God, to get away from things a little bit. So (laughs) that's not easy for me. I am a little bit of a workaholic. I actually really love to serve. And my plan is right now to take essentially a week off. Uh, I may do a show on Tuesday, and I may even do a Podbean Live on Wednesday. It is highly unlikely I will do anything on Thursday, and I won't be doing anything on Friday. And next Sunday, you will have someone fill the gap and deliver a word from God to you next Sunday and uh you're gonna be blessed. Um <laughs> uh, I it's someone who's faithful and true in uh in our community whom you love. Beulah watching well um it'll be good. And I, by the way, I don't give her any instruction. I don't say, uh, I want you to read this or it's like whatever the Lord is speaking to her is the message that she is going to bring. And I I probably won't even be able to watch it before I post it. So, uh, you and but I have that trust with her. So unlike this guy (laughs) in John in third John, um, Anyways, there's. Please pray for me as I take some time, and and I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna make a false claim that I'm just gonna be sitting there, you know, praying and fasting and constant. I actually am gonna go away. I am gonna go away by myself, but I actually have some work to do and some things I want to accomplish, and including just just some general relaxation. And uh, I my wife will probably join me for a day or two but I'm definitely going away for, you know, uh, four, four, five days. And, uh, and then I'll be back the following week. So that is, uh, as again, just please pray for me. I, I think that, uh, the Lord has some thoughts for us and You know, when you look at this right on radio community that God has built, and listen, I've just been going along for the ride, folks. I had no intention of doing a ministry. I had no intention of doing any of this stuff. God has just directed the path, and he's created this. So when you look at our community, we have greater knowledge in the spirit we have greater knowledge in even just in the uh, earthly domain we have greater knowledge in the about the second heavens than a lot of other ministries out there when you think about the grace that God has entrusted us with, why would he allow these things? The only conclusion, the only conclusion that answers that question, at least that I can think of, is it's for his purposes, and it's for his glory. Do we understand all of his ways, or everything he's going to do? No. (laughs) No. God will surprise us every single time. But beloved, know that God has knit you, knit us together together, for a reason. And it's to accomplish his purposes, not Jeff's purpose, not your purpose. His purposes. So pray that uh, he gives me some greater revelation and, you know, I will before I do anything major, I always consult uh, people I trust. And I you get them to say, you know, do you feel this is from God? I want you to know that. Um, although I'm kind of the head person here, um, I can't do this on my own. I can't. And if I was doing it on my own, unchecked, every one of you would know it. So thank you everyone for being here. And let me just check the, uh, the chat real quick. Let me see if we got some answers. Uh, oh, chat's been really active. Thank you for being, by the way, there's a rumble is making some major changes to its chat. I just got an email from rumble last night and they're going to make it like have basically all the features that uh, that YouTube has. So they're really uh, kicking it in and they're putting money in. Oh, Val, that's a great point. She says, I wonder if by Gentiles, he means non-believers. That's something I hadn't considered. Yeah. Um. Hey, listen. Uh, before you go, can you can you like the episode? And I don't reply as often on Podbean because it's Podbean is weird to reply to comments. I I have to do it from my phone, and it's it's just weird how it works. Uh, it's hard for me to see without glasses, as well. Uh, truth be told, uh, but I do read every comment on Podbean. And I'm reading every comment on Rumble. You'll always know as I'll hit the thumb up if I read it. Um, Sometimes I'll reply. I don't reply as often as I probably should, but um, I do appreciate it. And if any of you want to send me one of those testimonies that we talked about uh, earlier, send it to writeonjeff at gmail.com. Writeonjeff at gmail.com dot com and right before i go um right on jeff at gmail.com my liberty stand i know that there's some of you who have tried before and maybe it slipped through we had somewhat of a volunteer base doing it i'm handling pretty much most of these things by myself now um with one other person who's helping me in this and uh I'll make sure that you get responded to. Um, it's worth spending 15 minutes. And I try to jump on to is almost every person. <laughs> if I'm able to, I jump on and also talk with you privately. Um, so it's worth it. You can go to mylibertystand.com or you can send me an email uh, right on jeff at gmail.com. And uh, love to hear from you. And you'll be glad you did it's uh really it's life-changing if you really follow the program anyways god bless each and every one of you and uh as i said i'm not sure where how much i'll be here this week but uh just know that i'll be in good spirit and i won't be uh won't be gone for long if the lord gives me any days Well, I think he's given me the days if I give myself the days in reality, but if something really big happens, look, I'm going to be here and, uh, may God bless each and every one of you. Remember, be loved and in turn, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself and make a difference in your community.